The church didn't send the missionary call to everyone. I scanned the list briefly, noting a few similarities amongst the invited. First, each person called had served no less than fifteen years. All the names I recognized were more than forty years old, and all were widowed or unmarried. I gathered the New World's Protestant Association was searching for ministers that were dedicated, unattached, and expendable. And I, Rev. Joshua Barker, was on the list. I shouldn't have been surprised at the call. The past year I had been encouraged by Bishop Kane to expand my horizons. I'd signed up for every committee, every special interest group. Extra hand in the soup kitchen? I volunteered. An extra service on Sunday? I arranged and performed it. The bishop subsequently raised concerns of spreading myself too thin. Semi-retirement was mentioned, and gardening. As I stared with glassy eyes at the sickly huddle of overwatered plants on the front porch, I realized maybe I had dived into my work with too much enthusiasm. Amelia was the gardener. But why me? Why did I have to go? Not only had God deemed me unworthy of children, a wife who would live into old age with me, success in my profession, he was now casting me out of earth? He was taking me away from the planet where he had sent his only son to die for our sins? Adam and Eve had it easy. Filled with doubt, I turned to an authority on the matter. I pulled my worn Bible from the shelf and squeezed my eyes shut. I opened to a random page, pointed. I peeked at the selection and sighed. Joshua 1, 9. Of course it would be my namesake. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid. Neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee, whithersoever thou goest. Well, I suppose that is as clear an answer as any. Drafting my letter of farewell to my congregation took the rest of my day and well into the night. It was hard to sum up the gratitude and experiences of more than twenty years in a few paragraphs. In the end, it read like sorrow-filled poetry chiseled on an epitaph. If God had truly called me to this task, then who am I to leave it unanswered? Who am I? A fool. The only explanation of my character was to believe God had sent me to some great duty. A group of us stepped off the transport ship into the stifling humidity of Kaus, where I'd spend the next ten years on my missionary expedition. Still groggy and foggy from rotated shifts of cryosleep, the crew and passengers huddled into loose bevies categorized by association. I stood off to the side, clearly on my own. The dim light of a distant star glowed on the horizon. A crew member passed out safety glasses that provided better vision in the darkness of the planet. Tendrils of steam swirled from the cracks in the rocks, dancing in the air like lazy ghosts. Captain Williams climbed onto a large rock with little effort. Not that she needed a stage. The woman's personality and charisma created an illusion that she was taller and broader than anyone else on the ship by at least a foot in either direction. I slipped on my safety glasses and watched orange steam-like dust swirl around her.
We'll have tents set up in the next hour. We're going to work to get the temporary housing units up before the end of the week, and permanent units will be completed in six months. Dr. Ira Beckerman shuffled off the transport ship carrying a box of first aid supplies. Christ, it's hot as hell down here. Several of the other researchers around us laughed nervously and glanced at me. I smiled and nodded to Ira. Oh, sorry, Reverend. Welcome to your new home, the captain's voice rang out, echoing off the walls of the canyon where we'd set up camp. Okay, museum crew over here. A woman waved her arms enthusiastically. A quarter of the crowd filed her direction. McCade Research Team One, yelled another man.